just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, coming to you live from the spare bedroom in my parents' winter condo rental in McCormick Ranch Estates in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's the ZABEcast semi-vacation special. An inexcusable excusable mistake today that has left me mortified. A gambling scandal in the NFL. A few thoughts about the TSA and Quick Trip. Plus, does Bob Kraft's fiance know about Orchids of Asia? And does she really care? A quieter, calmer version of me, but still 100% Zabe. So forget your seatbelt and let's go. Tuesday, March 8, 2022. Thank you for downloading. My parents are right outside the door of this spare bedroom. I can hear them muttering in the background. And I can't really go full volume right now because I don't want them to hear what I'm talking about. Not that there's anything that I would be embarrassed by. It's just, it's weird having your parents listen to you do a podcast. Anyway, I could have possibly brought more equipment on this trip. I could have perhaps recorded this podcast at the wonderful studios of 970 Fox Sports here in the Valley, uh, part of the iHeart Phoenix Valley megaplex of stations. By the way, they have a, uh, I was looking at the uh, station logos on the wall. Uh, They have a station in the cluster called The Mountain. All right, The Mountain. And it just, their slogan is, The Mountain, we play everything. And I'm thinking, everything? You play everything? Is that a format, exactly? We play everything. Anyhow, um, I am being hosted wonderfully in a spare studio so I can do my 97.3 The Game morning show from the Valley this week and not burn up vacation time. And special thanks to engineer Brian at WGME who has let me in the building at 4 a.m., and set me up with a place to do it. Now, I could have done the podcast right after I was done with the show, but I would have missed this Calvin Ridley story, which is unbelievable on many levels. And so I'm going to talk about that, of course, 
today. But that said, here we are. This is good enough, right? You come, the thing is, you want to listen to my thoughts, my opinions, my collective sports wisdom, so to speak. And guess what? An inexcusable gaffe of mammoth proportions occurred yesterday. One that has left me mortified. I'm not kidding. I'm like, oh shit. Bro, do you even sports? Do you even sports? Like, do you know what the fuck you're talking about? I performed basically the, you know, the meme, tell me you haven't blank without, you know, telling me that. I pulled off the tell me you haven't watched more than 10 minutes of college basketball this year outside of, say, Badger games without actually telling me, hey, I haven't watched any college basketball. I did that on the Arizona thing on the Monday podcast with Andy. Sean Miller is not, in fact, still in Arizona. No, in fact, he resigned or he got fired. It's funny because I was actually doing what I should have done before I opened my mouth the first time and embarrassed the shit out of myself. And I looked it up and they're like, and it it happened last April. By the way, there's a little more to this time. There's no defense of what I did, but I understand now where I went wrong on this. So last April, the story as I read it, in fact, I've got it right here uh, on Espen.com. Uh, sportzone.espen.com. Actually, just kidding. What did uh, what was the ESPN website powered by at first? It sort of had a dual address. Was it Sportzone? Something Zone, I want to say. Anyway, uh, it says headline: Arizona Wildcats fire men's basketball coach. Okay, and then here's a lead from Jeff Morzello. Sean Miller has been fired as the head coach of the Arizona men's basketball team, April 7th, 2021. Then the second graph says the school announced Wednesday that Miller, who had one year left on his contract, was leaving the program. And that associate head coach Jack Murphy Murphy would serve as interim head coach. Arizona also said it would honor the terms of Miller's existing contract. Okay, so wait a minute. You're paying him. He's leaving the program, but then you say he's been fired. Like, I don't quite get it. Uh, Arizona Athletics Director Dave Heakey, H-E-E-K-E, said, we appreciate Sean's commitment to our basketball program and to the university. After taking the many factors involved into account, we simply believe that we need a fresh start, and now is the time. I want to thank Sean Amy, and their sons for their service to the university and wish them the very best in the future. That's a firing? How is it that the headline says he's been fired when he gets his money and they say he's leaving the program and then you get a quote like that? I don't know. Either way, he's no longer there, which is something I absolutely should have known. This is a major gaffe by me. This is something that I would rip Stephen A. Smith about. And it just underscores the fact that, no, I I have not watched hardly any college basketball outside of the teams of interest, direct interest, and concern to my primary gig. 
And that's sad. I don't know why it is I don't watch as much as I used to. I think there's a lot of factors that could go into that. But still, I should know that, especially if I'm going to go on a major riff and say cheating doesn't matter because guess what? Look, Sean Miller's still in Arizona. No, he's actually not there. Uh, by the way, uh, the new guy, Tommy Lloyd, a Mark Few protege, I would assume he's doing a hell of a job. He's got a pretty loaded team, obviously, from the uh, you know Sean Miller recruiting, but he seems to be doing a hell of a job. Those who follow Arizona f- basketball a lot closer than me uh, can tell me, you know, is he in fact doing a hell of a job? What's the thought on him? You know, they're obviously you know going to be a top. I think they're gonna they're pretty much one of the lock one seeds according to the bracketology that I just read. So anyway, as I agonized over this and I looked at my email inbox, get buried with people going, ah, Zabe, we have a problem here. As I thought about this, I was like, okay, what, how is it that I could create, could, could commit such a gaffe like this? And I know this will sound like a laundry list of excuses when in fact, it's just me going back to recalibrate my own game to go, okay, what are you doing that you could spout off on something like this and be so wrong. How did I get off this off the track is what I wanted to know. So, not excuses. This was inexcusable, but a number of factors. Number one, the loss of a national show and the loss of the local DC sports show, or my choice to not continue, has taken definitely a lot of oomph off of my drive to really know and follow, and dive into sports, 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 sports. You know, my show in Milwaukee, it's not supposed to be a sports talk radio show. It's on an FM signal. The positioning of the station, which I love, and I think it's correct, is for a much lighter touch of sports talk radio, more towards guy radio. Guys who love sports and will talk sports but aren't going to get into Who's the coach here, there, and everywhere? Although, again, I should know who's the coach at Arizona. Tommy Lloyd, doing a great job, buddy. Keep it up. But yeah, that that's number one. I, I definitely used to put way more oomph and drive and effort into that. Number two, I'm getting older. Every sports fan who gets older gives less and less of a shit all the time and follows less stuff all the time. So there's that. Number three, COVID. COVID to me has broken a lot of affinity and passion for sports with me to a certain extent, but I think with everybody. Thankfully, this year, the tournament, one of the great, pure, beautiful, exciting things out there in sports is going back to doing what it used to do to become that thing. All this add-ons and you know, the, the, the tweaks and the changes and the scheduling change last year to go Friday to Monday. They've gotten rid of all, they've dialed it back, which is smart. So that's good. But COVID has jumbled everything up. Number four, my attention span is broken. I'm not much better than a teenager. I am ODing every day on junk food, on informational junk food, social media, Twitter, you name it. I don't read articles. I don't watch SportsCenter anymore. 
I don't have the patience to watch a full game start to finish. My attention span is broken, like so many people in this country. Thank you, mobile phones and social media. Also, I'm more reckless with making mistakes. I care less about being wrong. I have adopted the whole, well, you know, I'm going to get shit wrong. What, what, what do you want? Like, I get shit wrong, but we'll mop it up on the back end. I don't try as hard to not throw interceptions. I also probably assume that someone like Andy would correct me and go, ah, actually, Sean Miller did get fired or resigned or we're not exactly sure. And then the last thing, and it's not an excuse, it's just something I was thinking about was, well, hey, you're going to get shit wrong. There's a lot of facts and figures and coaches and names and players and games and things and incidents and scandals through the years that when you keep loading them and loading them into your hard drive in your head, I mean, you're going to misplace things and, and, and fuck things up. So I look back and I say, all right, I, I'm going to dig back into the basics, read more articles, uh, watch more games stomach the woke bullshit of ESPN to watch more Sports Center, and not pull a, a boner like this. Uh, you know, hopefully again, I got to know who's coaching major programs who will be one seeds in the month of March, okay? And Jesus, if you're going to make a point, dude, about, hey, you know, nobody cares about cheating, make sure you research it. So did Miller get fired or not get fired? I don't know. I was then wondering, well, what's the status of Sean Miller? Is he under some show cause order? Is he unhirable in college basketball? And, you know, not a huge bit of research on this, but a little bit. Uh, Sean Miller's podcasting now. (laughs) He's podcasting with his brother, Archie, who also got fired this past offseason. This from the Arizona Daily Star, Bruce Pascoe. Uh, former UA coach Sean Miller opened his first Next Play podcast with brother Archie Miller by briefly describing what the brothers are going through after both were fired last spring. And he talks about the name of the podcast is, you know, it's like basketball, Next Play. Turnover, bad shot, foul, whatever, Next Play. Which, by the way, is I'm, I'm trying to do that with this podcast here, Next Play. Fucked up on the Monday podcast with this factoid. Now I'm trying to be better. Um, Neither brother went into any more detail about their situations. Miller was fired by Arizona on April 7th after three and a half years of FBI and NCAA proceedings surrounding his program. Oh, by the way, on that front, they apparently wanted to give him a new contract, but the board of regents weren't going to go with it because there is too much stuff around Sean Miller. So even though the university is like, hey, look, the NCAA has not come down on him or us. Uh, well, they did. They voluntarily threw away last year's COVID year by you know giving themselves a self-imposed one-year postseason ban. But without researching it further, because I've done enough research on this, I don't know exactly where they stand with the NCAA. Is there still an open investigation? Could they still get hit with more penalties once the investigation is final? Who knows? Well, it's out there somewhere. Somebody somebody who's a big Wildcat fan will say, here's exactly where it stands. But yeah, so that was the case almost a year ago. 
And um, now they're doing a podcast. So, hey, how about that? Enjoy the podcast. Uh, they did say, look, what else are you going to do? He said, there's not a whole lot. You play Madden, you look outside, you want to play golf, you work out. I mean, wash, rinse, repeat, right? It keeps us in the game, and it's a game, no doubt, that you and I love. I think that Archie Miller is a, a bit of a dud, to say the least. He couldn't win at Indiana, and he did coach at Indiana, right? Uh, and then, you know, Sean Miller, he can coach. He can recruit like a mofo. He's not afraid to skirt the edge. But I would imagine Sean will be back in the game at some point. Uh, Archie was 67 and 58 over four years with Indiana, which is unacceptable for a program of that stature. Okay, let's get to the Calvin Ridley story. This might be this might be the dumbest athlete story ever. The guy bets fifteen hundred dollars. On three different multi-team parlays, a three and a five and a seven, I want to say, loses them all because nobody hits parlays. I mean, someone does, never me. I can't remember the last time I hit a three-team parlay. I gave up trying to hit parlays. Anyway, loses $1,500 by betting on the NFL while, by the way, he was taking time away for the game for his mental health. Oh, yes, the mental health break. And he did it on his phone in Florida, where there is a legal app for people not in the NFL to bet on the NFL. And he said, oh, sweet, I'm going to make a bet for my phone. And what either Calvin Ridley did not know or didn't pay attention to or didn't listen to his agent on or just forgot or didn't think they'd catch him, the NFL has a contract with a cybersecurity firm called Genius, that's hilarious, that is able to track and have red flags go up when numbers associated with players in the NFL place a legal wager in a state with their phone. So Calvin Ridley does this. You know, all the NFL's alarm bells and, and sirens go off. And he gets caught. And now because he got suspended for a year, which I don't have a problem with the suspension. I know people are quick to go, so let me get this straight. Goodell sees a videotape of Ray Rice knocking his wife out cold in an elevator. And he says, hmm, two games. Now you've got a guy gambling when the NFL promotes gambling and has partnerships with entities like MGM Grand and they give him a year. I, there's going to be punishment comparisons left and right. But anybody that doesn't see why the league has to come down hard on players who bet on the league and get caught, you're, you're, you're crazy. This is, and I, I'm, I'm sure that Calvin Ridley is not the only guy who bets on the NFL. He's, he's the only guy dumb enough to get caught just yet. But think about this, from a dumb athlete story, he bet $1,500, lost it all in three separate $500 bets, and now he's lost his salary for the upcoming year because he's suspended. That's $11.3 million. What a fucking genius he is. I, it's just, you stop and you, you, you blink your eyes, you stare into the mythical camera like Jim Halpert in the office, and you go, okay, I, I, I know a lot of these guys are not from the best backgrounds. I know they weren't 
real academic scholars in high school or even in college. But how fucking dumb do you have to be? How much do you think that this mountain of money you are making because you're good at catching or throwing or tackling somebody, how much of it do you think is is real? Because it's all real. That's an $11.3 million. That is a lifetime dream for just about 99.9% of the American population. And it's gone because he's an idiot. Because he's like, I'm bored. I'm going to gamble on my phone. Even though they know, he should know that they can track it. I'm sure they were told, hey, by the way, you know, we can track your phone. So don't be betting on the NFL. It's so staggering. And again, I don't mind the Calvin Ridley's of the world making all the money or whoever it is. The making of the money, great. You worked your ass off. God gifted you with athletic ability. You hit the lottery. Congratulations. It's when they squander it. It's when they don't respect the money. It's when they are so fucking stupid like Calvin Ridley. They flush $11 million on a $1,500 series of parlays that you lose anyway. That's what drives me nuts. I've said before that it'd be great if the fans, I'm not sure how you'd do this, but hold a lottery for fans where every NFL ticket has like a specific, you know, identity number associated with it. So if you went to a game and you've got the digital proof of it, they have a lottery for dumb athletes' money. So somebody would win uh, Calvin Ridley's $11.3 million. Be like, yay, he lost it, but guess what? One of you loyal fans will get his salary because he's too much of an idiot to understand that's a lifetime of work. And then some. It's 10 lifetimes of work, plus, plus for the average American. And he's like, nah, I don't need it. I'm going to gamble on the NFL. So many great snarky tweets and comments and memes coming out of this. Uh, I was firing in with, well, I guess that Blackboard with Steve Mariucci needed a few more instructions on it. (laughs) Here's how to gamble responsibly, says affable Steve Mariucci of the NFL Network. And he writes it down. Know your limits, track your bets, etc., etc. How about another line which says, oh, if you're in the NFL, you don't get to gamble at all on games. Also laughable was the NFL claiming that there was no evidence that there was any inside information used in making these wagers. Well, of course there's no inside. You can't, there's no evidence of it. He's an NFL player. Even though he was not currently on the team. Hold on, I got a closed door. Catherine, I'm in here podcasting. Yeah, there you go. See? I, I told you, you're going to get a very organic podcast this week. Um, no, infer- no evidence there was inside information. They couldn't prove that he had gotten tipped, like, hey, you know, uh, so-and-so is going to be out. That's laughable on his face. Maybe there's no, quote, proof, but he's a NFL receiver who is still on the roster, even though he wasn't playing at the time. By the way, has he, and this is, I guess I'll read more about this in the coming days, has he explained the mental health side? (coughs) Oh, sorry. I'll try, I'll try to edit that out. I'm, I'm probably not going to edit that out. You're just going to have to live with it. Um, has he tried to explain the mental health thing? I, I, I don't know. 
Bad year for Bama guys. Oh, by the way, uh, Henry Ruggs, Bama guy, kills a woman going 110 at 3 a.m., parked on the side of the road in Vegas. He'll never play in the NFL again. I think Calvin Ridley is probably not going to play in the NFL again. A very talented guy, but you combine the sheer idiocy of what he did to lose this whole season and to... Oh, by the way, and he was trying to tweet through it as well. He's like, I, I learned from my L's. And I, I, I'll bet you $1,500 I don't have a gambling problem. <laughs> People are like, oh boy, he's going to try to tweet through this right now. Good luck on that. Number of teams were inquiring about him prior to this, and the Falcons are like, yeah, you know, it's a fair offer for him, but we got to think about it. I bet these teams trying to trade for him, like, what the fuck? We made a really good offer for a wide receiver who spent three quarters of the year sitting at home looking at his navel feeling sad, and we were turned down? I don't get it. But this is another episode in a long and complicated dance between sports and gambling that goes back for, well, almost time immemorial, as the saying goes. Goes back to the Black Sox scandal. And maybe there was a sports gambling story before that, but I can't think of it. Uh, in the 1960s, there were point-shaving scandals with CCNY in college basketball in the 60s and a bunch of other schools as well. In fact, here's the uh, lead from Wikipedia. During the 60-61 NCAA Division I men's basketball season, a major gambling scandal broke. It involved 37 arrests of students from 22 different colleges. And Jack Molinas, already known as a gambling associate from the CCNY point-shaving scandal in the 50s, I was implicating in this implicated in this in this latest gambling scandal. Paul Horning was once suspended by the NFL for being associated. Alex Karras and Paul Horning associated with a casino back in the I want to say late '60s, early '70s. There was, of course, the the entire Pete Rose saga, which went on for years and years, and was sports talk radio fodder about should he be in the Hall of Fame or not, and. Everybody knows the rules. They're posted in the clubhouse. No gambling on baseball. Other people said, but he only bet on his team. What's wrong with betting just on your team? Well, there's a lot that goes again. Like, if you only bet on your team, then the days in which you don't bet on anybody, are you going to care about winning as much? No. So you'd have to bet on your yourself every single game, which I think somebody on Twitter said, Maybe tongue-in-cheek, maybe seriously, that to ensure everyone plays hard, that they make players and coaches bet on themselves and their side every single week. (laughs) But yeah, so there was that, the Pete Rose saga, Tim Donaghy in the NBA. And of course, the NFL has battled and lobbied so hard and spent millions of dollars against gambling over the years and went as far as shutting down Tony Romo's Vegas fantasy camp appearance um, because he was holding it at a casino or a resort that had a casino, a convention hall that was like attached to a casino. Well, this is Vegas. There's casinos everywhere. There's casinos when you step off the plane at the airport. But then as soon as the tide turned 
as soon as they saw the amount of money that was going to come from legalized gambling all over the country and state by state by state by state, the NFL suddenly was like, oh, well, actually, you know what? I'll tell you what, MGM, why don't we get in bed together? I think the NFL is in bed with both MGM and Caesars. But don't quote me on that. You know, this podcast does make a fair amount of mistakes. And then uh, you have other scandals. Just They just kind of pop up over the years. I mean, it, just, it was just always something with somebody. I remember uh, Florida State had a quarterback, Adrian McPherson. Not very good. But he was busted for betting on his own games at Florida State. Now, according to the investigators, he only bet on his own team. But we had this guy, uh, Scott Moore is his name, and he would do voices of college football coaches in the early aughts, and he was really good. He had a killer Bobby Bowden. He had a killer Steve Spurrier. He had a couple others that were okay, and we would have him on the show. He's a radio guy, Scott Moore, and he would do these impressions, and we got him riffing on the Adrian McPherson thing in Bobby Bowden voice, and if I had my machine with me, and if I was in the studio, which I'm not, I would play it for you, but... We got him to say, you, you can't have a quarterback playing for you who's got money on NC State. But yeah, Adrian McPherson, another guy. Gambling scandal. I mean, I could spend who knows how much of this podcast talking about these incidents. There was an international match-fixing scheme in international soccer that involved the referees. There have been scandals involving tennis match-tanking and match fixing in international tennis. A lot of that with the Russians back in the day as sort of internet-enabled global wagering became a thing. So the Ridley thing, I know that error of recency, we're like, this is the biggest thing ever. Oh my God. We're going to talk about it a lot Tuesday morning on my show. I'll talk about it with Jayco tomorrow. He's due to join me. I'm going to figure out how to re- record a Zoom call from this lovely bedroom I'm sitting in right now. But uh, Calvin Ridley, what a dummy. Is there a dumber athlete story ever than a guy who bets 1500 bucks, loses it on ridiculous parlays that he was not going to hit, and then tanks a tw- nearly $12 million annual salary? And who knows if he'll ever get back, if they'll try to take more money from I don't know. It's amazing the Falcons let him just sit around and be sad and not play. And it's... You know, I'm sympathetic to people with genuine mental health issues. But the pendulum's gone too goddamn far. Pardon my French. It's gone too far. You know, oh, mental health, I need to take a break. I mean, Naomi Osaka has probably done the most damage for people who want to be sympathetic towards genuine mental health issues. The way she wore it as a convenient sort of, yeah, I don't want to talk to the media. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. But anyway, uh, a couple more things real quick. COVID and masks. Some parts of the country still masking. Some insane parts of the country, all of them very liberal, insisting on masking two-year-olds. New York City said they were dropping their mask mandates in schools, except for two and under. Or is it two to five years old? It might be two to five, or it might be... It's just the notion of slapping a face diaper on a two-year-old is bonkers. But they're still doing it in some parts. Not everywhere, though. Here in Arizona, I've been noticing some signs. First of all, at the uh, at the Einstein Brothers Bagel Place, on the window, this some two years after COVID kind of officially began, even though we know it was circulating before then, two years later... With all the metrics, all the numbers, so low, they're as low as they've been ever. There are still signs on bagel shops for masks. And I stopped for a moment to read it as I go to walk in. And it said, masks are preferred inside of our bakery. Oh, preferred, huh? Is that what we're down to now? We just can't let it go. We prefer that you wear one. Yeah, well, I'd prefer that you weren't a mental patient. So I'm just going to come in, buy some bagels without a mask. I'm not sick. I'm not going to cough on you. And guess what? It wouldn't matter if I was wearing a mask and I was sick. It would have the same effect. Okay, there is one. Number two, at a, uh, at a Circle K I went to, which, by the way, was the worst Circle K I've ever been into. I, what... It could have been just the individual owner of the store. It was a mess. The, the shelves were half-stocked, and I know supply chain issues. There was two, maybe even three employees there, but only one was working the register. The line was nine deep, and it went about the pace of a DMV line. They only had, they didn't have any Diet Coke in the cooler. And it was just, a, it was dirty. I mean, like, this is the worst convenience store experience I've ever had. It made me appreciate Quick Trip in Wisconsin all the more. You know, a convenience store, think about it. What are they selling? Well, you know, they sell everything. Cigarettes, sodas, snacks, lottery tickets, lighters. No, no. What is a convenience store selling? They're selling convenience. 
Here's a store. It's small enough, but it's got a lot of things. Get in, grab it, go, pay, see you later. They were not convenient at this Circle K. And the other Circle K I went to was not much better. You need to step up your game. Again, makes me appreciate Quick Trip all the more. Clean, courteous, well-run every single time. See you next time. Why, yes, you were. Okay, I'm back. At the Circle K, they had plexiglass sheets hanging from the ceiling. Never mind the fact that long ago, with little fanfare, even the corrupt CDC said, yeah, these, these plexiglass things, all, all the plexiglass. The plexiglass has got to go. It, it, the plexiglass does nothing, actually. In fact, it may even be worse if somehow a certain amount of viral load gets around the plexiglass, which it wouldn't be hard to do, and then it stops air from circulating. It's because circulating air is the best. So even though they've said a long time ago, the plexiglass is worthless, it needs to go, these plexiglass shields had signs on them. And the signs said, and I quote, installed for increased wellness. (laughs) Are you fucking shitting me? Installed for increased wellness. Oh, okay. So in other words, we're not adjusting based on the data and being sensible, and we're not striving to get back to normal. Not new normal, but normal normal. Instead, what apparently some business is, and what I guess corporate America is thinking is, let's institutionalize new crazy. That's what this is. It's new crazy to have these things, these plastic sheets hanging from chains in front of a poor hourly worker at a Circle K and then to slap a label on them as if to explain to the public, oh yeah, installed for increased wellness. Oh, increased. Whose wellness? Mine or the poor person working behind the counter? And wellness, what is that wellness exactly? Could you describe it? What, uh, what systemic health metrics are you talking about here? And by the way, you say increased wellness. What kind of increase are we talking about? 3%? 8%? 15%? At what percentage point? It's just bonkers. And then, on Sunday morning, I was driving back from doing the podcast with Andy that had the horrible gaffe with Sean Miller. And... I see a woman holding a sign on the corner of Route 7, and I forget, might have been Tolston Road, heading out on the Virginia side of the DMV. Only people that know that area give a shit about that. Everyone else is like, what? I don't know where that is. It's Sunday morning. She's out on a street corner, and she's holding a sign that says estate sale. And it's got the address and the times of it. Uh, sort of like somebody with a card wart, uh, somebody with a car wash placard spinning it around. She wasn't doing anything really dramatic to call attention to it. But when you put a human being holding a sign, it causes you to look at them more than just a sign stuck on a stick on the side of the road. I get the marketing of it. So she was there holding the sign. And what do you think she had on? On a Sunday morning, 10 a.m., 
nobody around her on a corner of a road. Of course, she had a mask. She had a mask on, and I noticed the mask was not even worn properly. It was down around her chin. And all I could think about was, so she's wearing this on her own? Why? Is she really afraid? Is she told she has to? Is she worried that a cop would say, hey, sign holder person, you need a mask up outdoors. It just staggers me. Uh, TSA. Did I mention that I talk about TSA? Ah, look at the time. I've rambled on a long time. Can I, can I push TSA to tomorrow? Let's talk TSA tomorrow. We'll do that. Oh, and, and Bob Kraft. Yeah, let's, I, I was going to talk about him as well. He's got a, a new fiance. Uh, she is a 45-year-old top eye surgeon in L.A. And, of course, she's snickalicious. She's 45. He's 73, maybe a bit older. I'm sure it's love. I got thoughts about this, but let's save that towards tomorrow. And then let me make sure I didn't forget anything in the tease. Uh, TSA Quick Trip, Bob Kraft's wife. And, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we've covered enough for today. I hope the audio quality was not terrible. Sorry about my daughter interrupting. Ooh, my voice there. Sorry about um, the cough in the middle of it. And uh, let's do this again tomorrow. I'm going to record my Zoom conversation with Jay, and we'll go from there. And I promise to dig in harder, read more long-form stories, pay more attention, watch more SportsCenter, and just keep track of the assholes in sports who are fired or maybe resigned. I don't know which it was. If somebody could email me that, like, I don't get it. He was fired, quote fired. Yet they said wonderful things about him, gave him all his money, and they said he left the program. I, I, you know, whatever the case may be. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the understanding. I've been properly smacked into a new amount of focus and attention, and I will do better in the future. Have yourself a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.